We're going. Hey, we're recording. Welcome to another episode of Profusion. We've got the Matt Arroyo here. If you haven't known him, now, now you will. Uh, Matt, what's going on, man? What's up? How's it going, brother? Good. Uh, so, yeah, Matt and I, we haven't seen each other in, 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 in a minute. So uh, Matt is, or you you were in the UFC, correct? Yes. Yeah, I was on the Ultimate Fighter reality show from 2000, in 2007. And then I got a contract with the UFC and I fought for a few years. So yeah. what's crazy is like, we I, we knew each other before that. Were yes. you fighting? Were you doing any sort of martial arts? I started right as I met you. I started jujitsu in 2003 in Tampa. Yep. We both went that, to UC. So, so you, you literally, okay. You, you didn't start when you were a kid. You didn't do any fighting as a kid. Baseball. When I was a kid, baseball, tried playing baseball for UT. And then after I stopped playing for UT, I decided to join the fraternity where I met you. Right. And, uh, and right around a year later, I started jujitsu in 03. I wrestled one semester in high school uh, and that was it, but I didn't like it. It was like, yeah, it wasn't realistic enough for me. It's so, is that, is that common in, in that? I, so I know sports like baseball, that's like super uncommon. Like you hear, oh yeah, he became a professional athlete, but he started at age 14. You know, like that's right. sometimes the latest you ever hear. Is that more common in jujitsu or is it? No, I mean, not? normally people have been training most of their lives and at least, you know, late teens and on, but I was always an athlete and I've always played sports, you know, baseball, basketball, football. I'm an athlete. So, you know, when you're an athletic person, you could pick up things that you like and, and pick it up pretty fast. So I, for jujitsu, for me, I fell in love the first class. I was like, this is it, you know? So, yeah, I mean, the, the, you're not getting hit. Well, you don't get, do you, do you get hit in jujitsu or not? No, jujitsu is, MMA, right? MMA. Yeah, MMA, you get hit. In jujitsu, it looks like wrestling, but instead of pinning the person, you put them in a submission hold, they tap out. So we, we could do that full force. Like I was just out there full force and you tap them out and we start again. And then, you know, full force. You don't have to worry about, if I went full force with punches and kicks, you're, you're getting hurt. Like people right. are getting so I love jujitsu because you can do 100% output. It's the best cardio ever, and and you're actually learning each time, and you don't have to get hurt. Yeah. So I mean, can you like mess somebody's arm up or something, or like? Yeah. Once I would say the first two years of jujitsu, you, you got to learn when to tap and when yeah. to just fight. But if if I got like this and you're pulling my arm, I'll fight to the death. But the second it's extended. It's a quick tap and you could yell tap. You can stop slap and people who are purple belts and above rarely break each other's arms or legs because we know, okay, I got you dude. You know, I won't even pull it, you know, cause I know I already got them. So, so yeah, that's, a, that's an arm bar, right? That you were showing. That would be an arm bar, but there's also knee bars and ankle locks and wrist locks and shoulder locks. So it's all the same. Elbows don't have much give, but shoulders, someone I could put this behind their head and they're not going to tap because they're flexible. I don't know anybody that has many flexible, you know, elbow joints. So armbar yeah. is, is a good move though, right? I don't know. It's a great yeah. move. It is. It's Why is that? Move. Because you can break the arm if you wanted to, or, or is I it just. whole body on your one arm and I pull, hold the wrist to my chest and my groin is right under your elbow. So I raise my hips through your elbow and it just hyperextends. It's a quick tap. It's, it's respected. Like no one's going to sit there and let their arm break in an armbar. Got it. So like if you were in a street fight, you'd, break 
potentially break the arm or tell him to calm down. Exactly. You could extend it and say, dude, with one inch of thrust on, on your elbow, it's pop, shut, and like give up. Like, you know, wow. like they'll know, they'll feel it. They're like, they'll usually start screaming. <sighs> we needed you in all those fights in college, but you. <laughs> dude, when you graduated, I was in those fights in college. Freaking Chris Mitchell is all I got to say. Chris, uh, I do not know that story. Do yeah, you remember, do you remember the fight at Gasparilla with the USF football player? Do you recall that one? I don't know if I was there for that. I think that was a year before I joined. I joined the fraternity in 0203, I think. That was the craziest fight I'd ever seen in my entire life. I heard about it. Yeah, I heard it you guys. It was the craziest about. fight ever. Really? <laughs> and it was the <laughs> – um, okay, so you basically you learned this in college. And, and what, what brought you – like how did you find it or what, did it find you or how did that so, happen? Late high school, first year of college – it was before UT. I went to a different college. I transferred to UT. I uh, I went to Blockbuster and I rented the first five UFCs, Blockbuster, and uh, I watched it and I saw this skinny Brazilian guy named Hoist Gracie destroy everyone with this art that nobody knew except him. He was fighting karate guys, Taekwondo, Kung Fu, Krav Maga, wrestlers, Judo, and he destroyed all of them by taking them to the ground. And I was like. I, I watched it like 20 times. I'm like, this is incredible. But I was, my focus was so much on baseball. I wanted to be in the major leagues. I was like, I'm going to the major leagues. I can't do that right now. I got to focus. So I focused, focused, tried, tried that. It didn't work out. And the second I quit the baseball team at UT, I thought it just flashed in my head, jujitsu. Like I, I had it on the back burner in my mind and now I could finally de devote the time. And that's when I went home for one summer of 03 and I, I Googled, Jiu-Jitsu Albany, which I was from upstate New York. And uh, dude, Hoist Gracie had a, an affiliate school, 20 minutes in the house. He was actually going to be there that Saturday teaching a seminar. The odds of that, because he only comes like once every couple of years, was like crazy. So I, I immediately called and said, hey, I'll, I'll be there. I drove there. I actually got a ticket on the way there. I drove there. So excited to meet Hoist Gracie. Slow down. <laughs> what were you speeding? Yeah, I know. I told the cop, like, oh, uh, yeah, I was like 85 and a 65. Got the ticket. I was like, can you hurry? I'm going to be late for the seminar. I went. I get there. I see Hoist Gracie. There's like a light shining on him. In my head anyway. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's Hoist. He's right there. And they let me borrow a gi. I put the gi on. I get out into the mat. And, and I was just pestering him. I'm like, you know, next question. Next question. I didn't give any, let anybody else ask any question. I asked him every question I could think of from watching those UFCs. And I, I did the class and I was just hooked, man. And I was like, this is it. I don't know if I'm going to do this for a living. I don't know if I'm going to fight. I had no, no desire to do any of that. I just, I knew I wanted to become a master at this. Yeah. That's how I started. Oh, three, 20 well, years. Where, where are you from? What is your like background? So uh, you mean like nationality? Like, you, like, look you look Brazilian. Oh yeah. Italian and Puerto Rican. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm most. You look Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. No, I could definitely pass for Brazilian. Yeah. And a lot of people have said that. Uh, but yeah, but upstate New York is where I, I grew up and, and trained. And, and then when I came to Tampa, there was nobody. There was one black belt. And this was in 03, one black belt. And he was in Clearwater. I didn't have a car. So I'm like, shoot, what am I going to do? So I found this guy, this purple belt, which is like the second white, blue, purple, third belt up. And I found him. He had this little club of like 20 guys. Uh, it was right next to UT. So I'm like, all right, I'm going here. So I did that for a year. And then the, the, the call that changed everything for me and my career and my life was uh, – the guy that I was training under in, in, in the, at that Hoist Gracie seminar in Albany called me and said, hey, there's a guy coming. His name is Rob Kahn. 
He's a black belt under Hoist Gracie. He just got his black belt, 04, and uh, he's moving to Tampa. He's going to open up a gym. He's like, you got to train there. I'm like, all right. I call Rob. He had just moved down. He had this little office space with, with a mat down. There's only four of us. And I went the first day. And, and dude, at this place I was training at, the, the Purple Belts place, I was pretty much tapping everybody after like a year and a half of rolling. And I went here. <clears throat> there was two old guys, a young guy, and Rob Kahn. So and the old guys were probably in like 60s, 50s. And they were old to me. I was only 20, 22 or whatever I was at the time. So I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to destroy this old guy. Maybe I should go easy. And dude, he freaking lit me up. I was like, come on, really? Tap, tap, tap. I'm like, this isn't, this is insane. So I go to the next old guy. I'm like, he's dead. Boom. Tap, tap, tap. And then I go to the old guy's son, who's like 28 jacked. I'm like, he's going to kill me. <laughs> and he killed me. And then I finally get Rob Khan. And I was like a shell. I'm like, just freaking take me, you know, armbar, armbar, guillotine. And then he let me work. He's like, he just started messing around. I'm like, all right, he's cool. And after that day, I was like, all right, there's a fork in the road. I can go this way or this way. I can go back to that Purple Belt Club and whatever, beat everybody up. Or I could just get really good here. And it was like a one-second decision. I was like, oh, So, yeah, I joined there, and the rest is like kind of history. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is this is a first. Uh, hey. Uh, oh, oh, my God. This is embarrassing. Get it, dude. Get it. Hey. Hey. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so you went, so from UT that, what year, what year did you play baseball at UT? I played 0102. 0102. That was like freshman and sophomore. Yeah. But I did my freshman year at this college in New York. I played baseball there. It was called Morrisville. It was by Syracuse. Did that transfer over to UT and, and played there for the year. So it was be like the 0102 season, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and then 02 is when I after I quit baseball and joined the fraternity. What position did you play in baseball? So I, I played outfield for the longest time. And then when I went to uh, UT, I decided to just – and I also pitched. So I decided what's the quickest way to the major leagues, and it's pitching. And I decided to just do pitching. So I, played, I was a pitcher. I didn't throw hard enough, though. Like my roommate, they put me in with this baseball player roommate. His name was Corey. And he had just – it was his freshman year. And he had throw, he's like, yeah, I throw 96. I'm like, oh shoot okay i was like at 86 but i had some good junk so i thought maybe i could i could hang and these guys were blasting me man it was so discouraging i did long toss i lifted weight everything you could possibly do to make your arms stronger i did and then when i talked to this one kid i don't know if you remember him his name was eric Beatty. he was like the star pitcher for ut at, at your time like 2002 2003 ish i was like dude what could i do to get he threw like 96 i was like what could i do to get my arms stronger he's like i'll be completely honest with you he's like i was born this way he's like i was always throwing hard He's like, I didn't do anything really to make yeah. – I had that tendon in me, whatever that is, that tendon that makes you throw hard, that's what – and that, that literally that day I'm like – because it was like a year of me just trying and I was like, all right, I'm good. Uh, it's not going to happen for me. So I stopped and literally the next week I picked up jujitsu. Hmm. 86 is still pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, you know, unless you're like Greg Maddox who, who threw like 85 and still was able to, to strike everybody out. There was only one of him. Everybody else was in the nineties. So I just kind of like, just did like a analysis. I'm like, all right, if I keep doing this and it doesn't work four years of college and it doesn't work out, I wasted like the social life of college. That was so fun. And, right. you know, doing other things because it's 6am practices. It's, it's rough, man. Like you can't go out too much during the season. You got to play all year if you're going to be any good. I don't know. Maybe it was either that or I just, I didn't see my, the vision wasn't there. I got, it, it was gone. 
it was going. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you, you, we talked before the, uh, the show mm-hmm. and you, you don't train kids or do you train any kids? Do you teach Me personally? Kids? You have a studio in Tampa. Yes. That's called, what is it called? 3C Tampa South. It's 9,000 square feet. We have like between five and 600 students. 400 something of them are adults and there's like a hundred something kids. And um, I have an awesome coach named David Canis. He teaches the kids. He loves it. He's, he's really good at it. He's able to control them all. I have three kids at home, so I got enough stress, man. I don't need to go in here and do that all day and have be stressed, you know? So yeah, he does a way better job than I would do. And I'll admit that. And uh, I love teaching adults. So I teach the adults twice a week, uh, Monday and Tuesday night. I teach train, and then uh, Thursday, Friday, I just train with my students without teaching. So I do four so my, days. My, do you have any advice for my son? He 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 likes he wants to fight. What what kind of advice would you have for like a parent? I guess who's okay. So he wants to fight, fight like he wants to be in the UFC someday, or he wants if if that's the case. I don't think he knows what UFC is. Or he okay. just wants to fight. <laughs> you got to show him one UFC card. There's one Saturday on ESPN, and just. See what he thinks when he watches that. Okay. If that's what he wants to do, my advice would be, you know, don't go too crazy because that five years old to 18 when you're allowed to fight in the UFC, he's going to burn out. So like, Well, I don't want him to fight in the UFC. I, I, yeah, I don't want my kids to either, right? Um, but if that's what <laughs> he like, wants. I don't want my kid, like, did you get hit in the head? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, that's not – it's not good. I got a brain scan after my fighting career was over, and right. luckily it's good. I don't know how. Yeah. I didn't get hit much, but I guess I as a parent, you're too. like, oh, if it's me, yeah, whatever. I'm tough. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, I'm a bad motherfucker. I can handle a hit to the face. That's nothing. Yeah. But like when you're a parent, you're like, no, don't hit my kid. You know what I mean? Nobody I wants their kid to get hit in the head. Yeah, it's a different perspective. So my my advice would be to do jujitsu, which you don't get hit in the head. If he becomes right. a specialist at jujitsu and wrestling. The striking can come later. I mean, you could probably do private lessons with striking somewhere. That's what I would do. And just have him do once or twice a week private lessons hitting mitts where he's not getting hit. And then jujitsu and wrestling full force. Like all the f- great fighters come from a wrestling background. Most of them, I should say. Wrestling or jujitsu? Wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, because the takedowns are, are the hardest thing because if someone's really good at takedown defense, it's hard to get them down, right? And if you're really hard to take down. So whether you're a striker or a grappler, if you're a striker, you're going to need the wrestling to keep it on the feet because if you're a good striker, people are going to want to take you down. So you're going to have that defense. If you're a jiu-jitsu guy like I was, I had to have good wrestling to get you to the floor. So wrestling is the equalizer. Like mm-hmm. I can control where it goes. If I want to take you down, I can. If, I, if I'm losing on the feet, I take you down. So wrestling would be really important. And then pick a specialty, and I would say jiu-jitsu, especially as if he's five years old. That means he's going to be starting school. If he hasn't already, there's going to be bullies. You don't want to blast the bully in the face. He goes, he goes yeah, he comes home. He goes, I need to learn. Ji- I'm going to do jitsu on my bully. Yes, dude. And I, <laughs> I go, okay. once they start reading, like, like probably six, seven, they start reading really well. Uh, there's these awesome books I had my son read. It's by Jocko Willink and they're kids books. It's called uh, Warrior Kids. It's a four part series. And it teaches all about jujitsu and the bullies and how to handle them and how to be in shape and all the stuff we learn as adults to make our life better, it gets it in them uh, early, which is awesome. It's interesting um, you, bring, you say wrestling is the kind of the foundation because my daughter does dance. She's pretty high level for her age. And ballet is the foundation for all the other genres above. And like that's kind of the platform. And then 
above and beyond that. I didn't know that about jiu-jitsu. Yeah, jiu-jitsu, well, about MMA. So if you want to be a fighter, you got to have the rest of jiu-jitsu. You could just lay to your back, let someone come into your in between your legs, and you could put them in 50 submission holds. You could be fine. That's yeah. why every woman, every woman should know jujitsu because the rape position is what we call the guard position, and we have a million attacks from there. Yeah, and yeah. If a woman knows that and she's comfortable there, like, I agree. Because my five year old, they put him on a girl, and I'm like, <laughs> it's, he's like on top Dude. of the girl, you know? I'm like, he doesn't know what's going so, on. Obviously, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah. The cool thing is, is I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 4-year-old, and they've all been training since they were three. They're all at the gym. So when they look over and see another person on top of another person sweating all over them, they're just like, they don't even look twice. They're like, this is normal. This is, And when they're on top of someone, they're not uncomfortable. Like, it's uncomfortable at first. Yeah. So, like, it just desensitizes that, you know, awkwardness. So, And, it, hey, when someone grabs you to fight you, they're going to grab you. And now if you've been training over years and years and years diligently, you're not going to think. You're just going to throw them over, get the position, and then you think later, like, holy crap, my body just did that because that's all it does. Like, is, there like, do is, there, is there like a, a – do they name moves? I guess right. arm bar, they do. Yeah, there's names for every move. And, and I can't tell you how many of my friends who are in their 50s who have daughters who are going to college this year, you know, this past summer. My daughter's going to college. Can you give her lessons over the summer to keep her safe? And all I think is, dude, it's too late. Like, oh, you, you missed the boat. But I say to them, yes, I will teach her some stuff. But yeah. you should have put her in at six. And what, what kind of move would the girl want to learn? The triangle the choke. Every girl needs to learn the triangle. That, that, that's enough, do you think? No. You need to train so that when someone grabs you, you're not terrified. Um, yeah. If they learn the triangle choke and you, you repped it every day for five years, it's just second nature. You get in bed with your wife. She puts you in a triangle choke every day. You just rep it, rep it, rep it. You know, that could be, you know beginning of something cool but either whatever you just let her rep it then yeah if a guy gets you in that position she's going to just do it but the whole game you need the whole game like you have to be comfortable like we have a black belt named erin she's been training since she was six years old not with us she's 28 now when i roll with her full force you know it's a tough battle like it's a match it's if i do something wrong she's taking my back and choking me like it's real if someone tries to assault her sexually or whatever I have no worries that if she went to college somewhere, like I would feel bad for the guy you know, like it's <laughs> right. almost impossible that a guy could do something to her. You know, I say almost because if she gets hit hard, maybe, you know, from behind, she doesn't yeah. know what's going on. But if you face to face, you grab her like good luck, you know, and that's what I want my two daughters to be like, like good luck, you know, and, and if they do go to decide to go to college, which I'm not recommending, but if they do decide to go to college, uh, they'll be fine. They'll be It'd be scary. You know what I mean? That's what I want. You, you don't want your kids to go to college? If I had the choice to – I would never say don't go to college to any of my kids, but I never once in my life in 10 years of being a parent said go to you, you should go to college. Never once. It's not as needed as it was back then, and I could teach them marketing and sales and, and help them with business and, and, and all that, and I just don't think it's necessary anymore unless, of course, you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or something that requires college. I don't think you should go figure yourself out in college. You could do that in the workforce. You know, like it's an expensive way to figure figure out what you want to do for four years. Well, in some of these colleges, if you go to like University of Pennsylvania, you know, what's that? Like, like if they go to Wharton, you know what I oh. mean? That's like, oh man, how much is that? You know? <laughs> yeah, but the people who go there, like half of them become billionaires, right? So oh, I got you. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, something like that, maybe. Yeah, but how many <laughs> are, are how many Wharton people? You know what I mean? Like how many of you have? 
you know, hundred thousand kids, how many get into there? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the stats, but yeah, I mean, something like that. If you're just a genius or whatever, or you you got that. I get it. Um, but I'm talking about the average human being, the the yeah. regular people. Like, yeah, I don't know. I tell them to follow what they enjoy, which is what I did, and it's worked out. And I have a great lifestyle. I don't. I don't. You know, not nine to five in anybody or anywhere. I don't have to be anywhere anytime. Like, I got my time and money. So. And I'm doing what I enjoy. Like it's been, I've owned the school now for 17 years. Like I'm just as excited to go to class now as I was 17 years ago. So, yeah. So 17 years in business, that's highly, you know, that's unique, right? Most business owners fail right a year or two or three or five, or they sell. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, 17 is a long time. What, what have you, what do you think is, you know, the key to, to sustainability and success. Cause we were talking, you're, you're doing, you're doing nicely there. Yeah. And uh, you're, you know, so yeah, you, in your, in that industry or any. So for me, it started with a love for jujitsu. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what brought me into the business. So just like anyone, like you talk about it in the E-Myth uh, revisited book, uh, Betty, who does cakes, she loves cakes. She freaking loves it. Right. So she opens a cake business because her friends make such good cakes you should open a cake business oh you're so good at jiu-jitsu you should open a martial arts school it's not always the case by the way but i did it because yeah that's that's true i do love it and i would want to do this every day and get paid for it that would be just a bonus yeah um so what i had to do was quickly i realized two things number one if you want to if, if there's something you love and you want to hate it you do it every day and teach it every day because you have to like i was starting to not like it I'm like man teaching mm -hmm. twice a day every day mopping the mat. I didn't outsource anything because no money was coming in yet. Right. And then later I realized, okay, I think two days teaching for me is the sweet spot. And that's what I eventually want to work towards. And then more money came in and started marketing and sales. And then you, you kind of do it when you want to. That's kind of like how to keep your passion for things in my opinion. And then number two, um, you have to take the passion for the thing, whatever your thing is and transfer that or, or add in addition to that, a passion for sales and marketing because if you don't have sales and marketing and systems and business systems and learn and grow so yourself. What, what is more important sales or marketing Ooh. To, to your business? Oh, I don't even any business. Um, well, it's kind of the same or any. Damn. That's a great question. If you, if you have great marketing and, and a million people show up to your door and you have crappy sales, you'll still do okay with the market. So I'd have to say marketing getting eyes on you and getting enough people in there where if you have crappy salespeople, you're still making money. But then sales at the end of the day would be great because if you don't have great marketing and you only have a hundred people that come in in a month and you're a great salesman and you sell 95 of them, you're still doing okay. So they're kind of like brothers, but I would say marketing would have to be the key because you can get the mass where, where none, nothing else really matters. Um, both is awesome. But yeah, so once you learn that stuff and you can transfer your, your passion for what the thing is to growing a business, and most of my, the people that I see that start gyms and businesses, they can never really like chiropractors. Oh, I love healing people and this and that, but you don't know business. So you're going to be out of business so you're not going to be able to heal anybody. So transfer the knowledge, read the books, join the masterminds. It's so crazy how many people will pay 30, 40, $50,000 a year for college, but then a mastermind for 15 grand a year of someone who's a freaking multimillionaire who's done exactly what you want to do. You won't pay them. That's too expensive. That's crazy thinking to me. And that's, that's what we're conditioned. And so what, what two or three books do you recommend? 
Uh, okay. So my three books that I love that I recommend to everybody are um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich, and The Compound Effect. All know. right. Hold on. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to go after you a little bit. Okay. Great. I want, I don't want mainstream. Okay. No think okay. and grow rich. No grow dad, whatever. Compound effect. Is that Darren Hardy? Yep. Okay. I'll give you that one. Amazing. Darren Hardy. You, you got right. another one or two more yeah. non-mainstream. No mainstream. Let's see. Yeah. That's mainstream too. <laughs> um, 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. I think it's 21. 21. Okay. That one. Okay. Uh, that one's not, that's a little less mainstream, but yeah, that's a good one. I'm looking at my bookshelf right Back now. In your stack. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. You got me on the spot. That could have been one I could have prepared, but <laughs> let me think. What are you reading right now? Uh, right now, I've been rereading a lot of books right now, but I'll tell you my, my read list for 2023 that I've already read. How many books a year do you read? Uh, between 30 and 40. Okay, nice. Yeah. My goal this year was 40. I'm at like 32. So I, and I got a month left. And I listen to books a lot too. So like the ones where I don't have to take notes, I'll listen to while I'm working out, while I'm driving. The ones where it's like dense, you know. I'll, all right. So 2023 books read. The Gap in the Gain by Dan Sullivan. Yeah, that was pretty he's good. great. Dan Sullivan's great. Delegation by Dave Ramsey. Principles of Success, Ray Dalio. Who Not How. That was awesome. Uh, yes, that. you're a Solomon guy. I like it. Oh, okay. So buy your time back. That's the best book I've read in 10 years. Haven't read it yet, but okay. So that, that guy joined his mastermind. His name is, um, Dan Martell. Yeah. So buy back your time. Yep. I put it up there with rich dad, poor dad and all the other mainstream ones. Yeah. Amazing. Um, follow him on, on Instagram too, because all of his stuff is fire. Yeah. He's solid. Yeah. Uh, frequency, which is a, a Christian book. The Go-Getter, I reread that. It's pretty good. It's like a book this thick, and I have all my employees read it. It's like how to get what you want, really. Yeah. Understanding women, uh, productivity hacks. Tipping Point was awesome. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell has a bunch of great books. I like yeah. his uh, Outliers book. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it is. The New One Minute Manager, How Rich People Think, Take the Day Off. That's another Christian book. Uh, the Bro Diet. Sleep Smarter by Sean something yeah. or another. Think Your Way to Wealth, Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. The Way of Man, that was awesome. Money Hacks, The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. If you're an entrepreneur, I highly yeah. recommend Darren Hardy. I think that's a free one too on Audible. Yep. Uh, family Board Meeting, if you have kids. That's like a, a book this thick, but it changes the game in your brain. Nice. Having board meetings with your kids, pretty cool. Um, Raising Men, Not Boys, Outwitting the Devil. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Win at work, succeed in life. The perfect day formula. Family first entrepreneur. The magic of thinking big is what I'm finishing right now on Audible. Uh, yeah, Lynch that's a fantastic book. I've read, I read that book like uh, I try to read it once every few months. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's is, really like, outdated. <laughs> it's like if you're making $30,000 a year, you're killing. You know, like it's like yeah. from the early 1900s, but it, it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I read every year. I go to seminars every year in my industry, seminars outside of my industry. I join mastermind groups. It's it's the only way because if you're not doing that, you're just going by your own. I, I, I like to say the more you spend, the more you make. Absolutely. Invest in yourself. It's, it's, it's crazy 
and I didn't do it for many years. I didn't hire mentors. And I just started reading in the last five years. It's out of control. I, I have an insatiable reading appetite too. It's crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the mentorship, the masterminds, just people who are doing better than you mm -hmm. get in their proximity. And so, yeah, quick, we got a few minutes left. I want to, you said you trained Dave Bautista, who's like one of my, like, I never knew his name, but he's like, every time I see him, I'm like, that dude's just cool. Right. He's, he's just a bat. He's in guardians of the galaxy. He's the big yep. dude. You train him. Right. You yeah, yeah. He lives in Tampa and he's, he's the coolest celebrity I've ever met. You know, if you want to yeah. call him a celebrity, he is a big celebrity. He's an A-lister now. And, uh, you know, I said, dude, how do you stay so normal? He said, because I don't live in LA, I live in Tampa, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes home to Tampa. I see him every. He, last year was crazy. Like he must have filmed five five movies. He's in town for a month. We train, we, we hang, and then he goes away for two months. Then he's back, and then he goes away for a month and a half, and he's back. It's like it's crazy. One one time he filmed for two months. He came back for a week and went back out to film another two months. Hardest working dude I, I've seen. And, and you know, people think it's just acting. It's not just acting. It's that stuff is hard. It's not easy. Yeah grueling days on the set like you're there so your your moves are on the big screen yeah maybe yeah they, they it's like the truth dude it's the truth that's for real yeah. they'd rather punching and kicking on the big screen but yeah he's put some people in holes and stuff like that but he, he was a purple belt when he came uh to me so he had already had some good skills but uh great guy humble as hell you know you go to his house anything you need it's like dude let me you need this you need that like he's just a gentleman an awesome guy and, where's he uh, from Happy to be his friend. Um, DC. Okay. Yeah. And what did, you just roll your, what did you just roll into your shop one day? Weird story. Um, I, I competed against – so he, he was in jiu-jitsu a few years before I met him, and um, he was with a group of Brazilian dudes and, and other grapplers that went to this jiu-jitsu tournament that I was competing at, and I went against their guy. It was like – they call it the super fight. So it's just one-on-one. -on -one. It's not – I don't have to fight after that. And we go against each other. And this guy puts me in this leg lock and I'm like, oh crap. I start spinning out, spinning, spinning, spinning to get out. We go out of balance. The ref grabs us both and yells, stop, which means we're going to reset. I stop. The other guy doesn't. He freaking pops my knee. Oh. I, was, you know, I was so upset. But I, I, I knew I had a few minutes left before this thing blew up. I walk back to the center of the mat. I get in my stance. I'm like, let's go. And the guy's like, nope, I win. He puts his hands up. I win. And he walks off the mat. And this was Dave's guy. And I'm like, wow. You know, like I really want to punch him in the face right now. And I, I should have. And I, I really wanted to because no, everybody in there was booing. And there's like a, 200 people there. Boo, boo. Anyway, I see Dave Batista in the stands and he's watching this whole thing. I knew he was with him. I knew of him from the WWE. He hadn't really been acting yet at that point. And whatever. That was just another day. So years go by. Two years go by. I'm at LA Fitness. I'm lifting weights with a buddy of mine. We see this guy who looks familiar, but I don't quite recognize who he is. And one of my friends like, maybe that's Dan Bilzerian. I'm like, yeah, it looks like it. Whatever. Is so he we a Tampa guy? Is Bill Bilzerian a Tampa guy? No, but it just looked like it. We, oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. we knew he was a celebrity. We didn't know who it was. So we're like, whatever. So I go to my car. I'm done. I put my bag in my trunk. And there he is right next to me. He had a Jeep or something. He was putting his bag in his trunk. And I look at him. We lock eyes. And he goes, are you Matt Arroyo? I go, yeah. He goes, it's Dave. I'm like, Dave. And I didn't couldn't put anything together. And then he's like, Dave Batista. And I'm like, Pfft. I'm like, Oh, now I knew it. a million memories of, you know, he had a gym in Tampa, this and that WWE. And then we started talking, chit chatting. He said, he just closed his gym down. He's going to start doing the acting thing. He did the guardian, he filmed guardians of the galaxy. He thinks it's going to be big, this, that. 
And he's like, I need someone who can help me and I can't get injured because I got to do this acting stuff now. So I have to do private lessons. I got to do, you know, small group stuff for people you trust. So we just exchanged numbers, kept in touch, kept in touch. When he was in town, we trained this and that. He took us to premieres at, at, uh, at, at he rented out the Cine Bistro, invited all of us to like his movies. And it was just really cool. Just a great guy. And, and we trained and do cold plunges together and, and stuff like that. And uh, dude, I love his voice. He's he's yeah. awesome, dude. He's, yeah, he's, he's such a cool fucking actor, man. Yes, yes, and he's even cooler in person. He's even a better dude in person. Yeah. So, is he yeah. as big on TV in per as in person? He's actually trimming up now, so he's like two forty now. Where okay. uh, I don't know if you saw Knock at the Cabin, but he was man. If you want to see an acting masterclass, he 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 might get a, an award for that. Like he had a great great performance, but they bulked him up to three hundred pounds. So. After that, he's like, I'm disgusted. I want to get back down. So he's he's like 240 now, trim, always the huge traps and shoulders. Yeah. Six two, six three. Um, just a big, you know, teddy bear, to be honest. So who wins that fight? You or him? Oh uh, man, I don't know. It would be a tough fight. Yeah, he's he's got the power, he's got the wrestling, you know. He's, just, he's out of your do they have weight, weight, weights and yeah, he's a heavyweight, you know. All right, Matt, Matt, you're in what it was great is Gracie Temp. Gracie Temp. Gracie, Gracie Tampa South. You can follow me on Instagram if you guys have any questions about anything or you need help with anything. Matt Arroyo Arroyo. UFC. Hit me up. Send me your cell. Yeah, Instagram forward slash Matt Arroyo MMA. And uh right. yeah, Gracie Tampa South if you're in Tampa and, and MattArroyo.com just to check out what I'm doing. Thanks, brother. We'll catch you later. Thank you, my man. Appreciate right. it. Yep. Take it easy.